The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Well, man, hey, yes, are you ready? Welcome to the new Gen on a Mission podcast on North South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. It's always a journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of a time period often forgotten. For Brendan Shaw at Survivor Series 92 to Brendan Shaw at Survivor Series 97, look beyond the pay-per-views, examine weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how you doing tonight? Good, man. It's rumble season. It's uh, they're getting towards the end of the NFL season, so it's a real like hot season right now for me, so I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we can't celebrate the NFL with our teams, our crappy teams right now. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, nowhere to be found in this playoff position, but... Uh, Rumble season's been great. I watched a uh, 98, a Rumble I haven't watched in forever the other night, Friday night. So uh, it was kind of interesting to be like, I haven't, don't, can't remember the last time I watched this one. But Oh, see, I've watched that one like 10 times in the past three months. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's just like some of my love. Like 92 is my go-to. 94 is my go-to. It's mm-hmm. 89. It was before I, w- I started watching. I started watching mid-1990. So it's like, I think it's just because like it's just before I started watching. So um, Yeah. It was definitely pretty good. The, the pose down's fun, but it's also weird uh, for the right. Warrior and Rick Root. It's definitely like one of the more interesting uh, segments in wrestling history. Well, so. like like rumbles are my like fall asleep watching. Like if I can't find something to watch, that I just throw on in like a random rumble. Like like right now I have the 2008 rumble on. It's just rumbles are just so good to see. Like you know, the, it's like a, a snapshot of the yep. of the year. You know, so I just love seeing it. You got Fat Tommy Dreamer in the ring right now. Like you're not gonna oh, see nice. that. Yeah, <laughs> seven beers deep, probably. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, so good, good. Yeah, Rumble is coming up. Uh, I'm gonna be lucky enough to go to this one in San Antonio next weekend. Oh, nice. So, pump nice. for pump for that second time going to one. So, they're a ton of fun uh, with with you know the countdown and stuff. So, right, should be, should be a good time. Uh, Great. Uh, so we're going to move on. You know, we're kind of getting ready for a rumble here in, in 1994. Uh, so we're going to be in our Christmas season of uh, tapings here uh, for some Raws and Superstars. Really, uh, it's crazy that it's like on one of the shows it says like four weeks away from where we are. So really a, a quick turnaround from Survivor Series to um, to to the rumble here. Right. Uh, especially kind of through the holiday season where a lot of stuff, you know, as always, it's, it's taped way in advance, probably because they. I know Vince doesn't give the seasons out, but I know he he uh, definitely knows the crowds dwindle and then kind of mm-hmm. kits it back up uh, when kids are off a of, um, off of school during the holiday season. Like he always, he used to have like the big twenty six. You know, the twenty six is always a big show for him. Around the first was always big shows for him. So, um, a lot going on. So, uh, we'll move to superstars first. This is the December eighteenth. Uh, taping, uh, or sorry, show that weekend, but it's from December 1st taping. So after Survivor Series, so a little bit more fresh, um, show here, uh, than, than sometimes you get, uh, in, in other, sh- in other shows. So, um, we, you know, the big thing on these superstars, especially, is the Brett and Owen stuff. It's kind of weaving throughout both these episodes, uh, you know, kind of showing what Owen says, showing what Brett says. So, uh, the kind of lead down is that, uh, they're going to have an interview with Bret Hart and Vince, uh, basically going back off Owen's comments from last week. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the big thing interweaving on both these shows, uh, for mm-hmm. superstars. Uh, and then we got, uh, to start off, we get a, a jobber match of Bam Bam to really talk up this doink feud that everyone loves so much. I don't understand why it's still going on. Felt like it was over, uh, at Survivor Series, like doink kind of won over the feud, but, they're, uh, I guess, bringing this back because they kind of have nothing else for Bam Bam to do. So, um, you know, kind of a, 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 a fine squash, but it just seems like they have nothing for Bam Bam and probably nothing for Doink, it seems like, too. Yeah, well, I am I would wish they had nothing for Doink, but um, 
Yeah, Bam Bam just seems like, I don't know, like, he just seems like he's getting wasted because with Luna, he's such a hot act. And, like, just to see him with, like, Doink and he, to play the foil, so he has to be, like, the slip on the banana peel kind of heel instead of, like, this what Yoko is, like, a big monster, you know, like, Bam Bam should be kind of portrayed as that, too. Um so yeah, it kind of just sucks. And he's good. Uh, and he's he's a good wrestler. You compare that to right. uh, a friend that he's going to be fighting later in Bastion Booger. Like Bam Bam's an actual good athletic guy, where yep. he's not just some fat slob you can waste on. So exactly. Uh, I'll let you get the bread interview because I feel like that's that's all you. Even though yeah. I'm skewed. Yeah. So next we get a, a interview, a sit down interview with Brett and Vince and. Brett's like rocking the the Ico Pro shirt and even got the the weight lift, <laughs> lifting gloves on, which um, most people consider a no no wearing gloves to lift weights. But Brett makes it cool, so um, we're yeah, gonna can't go. Can't do anything wrong now, right? Right. So in this interview, um, he comes off so real, like it just seems like a more of like a candid interview instead of this like wrestling promo kind of thing. You know, like like it just seems like it's a real conversation. Um, and I love that. I love how he's just not doing a wrestling promo, like, cause yep. it seems so authentic because it's family. So it's like got this, like, uh, serious tone, but also this, like, I'm going to figure it out kind of thing from Brett. Like, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not going to fight under no circumstances will he face Owen. So like, in, instead of saying like, you know, doing the whole wrestling, what if kind of thing or, you know, trying to play your emotions against each other he's just telling you straight up like look you know i'm not fighting him um this is what's going on this is my brother like he knows everything about him so he doesn't have to like be coy about anything um and it's just real it's just a real promo it's it's some of the best like mic work i think we've seen brett do like like you know he's not known to be this um yep. like you know great guy on the mic but when he's doing something like he can i think because brett like respects the business so much that he doesn't want to be the phony wrestler guy. He does so much better with stuff like this. So yeah, um, I just think he knocked it out of the park in my opinion. I think both of them, as far as you kind of talked about it being a different type of promo, I think Owens was as well. Like, I think mm-hmm. they both kind of have a different, uh, you know, tone to them, different, uh, uh, like cadence to them as well. Uh, and some of that is, you know, the fact that we don't have like the the '80s yelling, screaming promos. They're very like sit down. And I think it's, right. you you brought it up a while back. It's such a good point that Owen's kind of right in a lot of this. Like Owen doesn't come off like later. He's obviously I hate you, Bret Hart, and you're the worst. Yeah. He's not coming off that way yet, right? He's right. just kind of like, hey, you've held me back. I've done my own, you know. You're, I'm living in the shadow. He's, he's kind of right on all of it, but he's not like scathing yet, right? Which would, I, I used to love that part of Owen, right? Like the the sneezy little brother, but he's not that yet. Right, um, right. So he's a, he's he's more like credible right now as far as his promos. Yeah, and he you don't know him as a babyface or a heel really, so like right. you kind of just don't know which way he's gonna go. You don't know his character. He's like laying the groundwork for that, and you kind of have like you know, you can kind of see what direction he's going to go in. Like, you don't, you, you kind of have an idea because of the, um, like the, the built up worth that Brett has so far. So yep. you kind of know where it's going to go, but you also can kind of see like, you know, a swerve happening or something, you know, just the way Owens played it. Yep. Do you want to go uh, one more match yeah. and I'll get the yep. next one? So next we get uh one, two, three kid versus the jobber. Um, kind of a nothing match, even on his standards. Usually he's more, um, exciting in his squashes. Yep. Um, this is just like a, a quick cross body he wins with. He doesn't, he's the one good thing about kid is like he does like drop some like random finishers out of nowhere. Like he, you don't know what he's going to finish the match with. So he's kind of still in that. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure what his finisher is. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's like a moonsault. I, don't I think it's a moonsault. Uh, I know. He's yeah. done something else off the top, or I forget what it was. But, yeah, I I, I don't know. His wins just come out like, oh, that's it. All right, well, that was it on that one. You know, So yep. um, just a simple squash, kind of like highlighting the uh, younger talent as we move forward still. All right, and then we get uh, – the other thing I had about this is, like, this arena looks cheap. Like, they didn't even take down the glass around the uh, – 
Like it's a <laughs> hockey arena. They didn't even take the glass down. So it's just like, by note, some of this is like the presentation is just dropping so much on WWE. Uh, they had a face to face then, you know, these are kind of standard, but they're really saying the rumble sold out, really talking up the rumble. And then we get the big, the, uh, big debut next of Double J. Uh, he's in orange and purple, just a ridiculous outfit. I'm kind of wondering on his outfit choices if they're going to change all the time, but this one was, Amazing. Uh, I, I put the notes that he just wanted to win the new gen most, <laughs> the most new gen outfit with this thing. Mm-hmm. His music's awesome. His strut's good too. Uh, he gets on the mic and tries to get the crowd to boo him, but the crowd really doesn't care. I think this is some of the thing about, uh, having things taped so far in advance. Like, I'm not sure all his vignettes have been shown, right? So like, the crowd probably still doesn't really know who he is. They definitely know he's a heel, but like, probably don't know all his persona. Right, because the vignettes I thought have done a pretty good job, you know, building up who he is. But he basically, um, basically just says, you know, I'm coming here to use the WWF to become a country music star. The shot they do of the crowd booing him also has a ton of missing seats. So again, just some of this presentation is just lacking um, in there. But uh, real, real good debut. Definitely looks like you know, with his colors, his music, he's a guy that has a full persona, which we've mm-hmm. kind of seen missing from some of these guys sometimes. Uh, but he's kind of got everything going. So good, good debut. And I, I love the outfit. I'm going to really be wondering if he's going to be switching up these outfits like every time. Yeah. And like, well, like the initial outfit, like before he takes it off, like he looks like the, the things outside of like the car dealerships. Like yeah. You know, waving the wind, but he's just so like he's cheesy in a good way. Like he comes yep. out and immediately starts strutting down the aisle and just, I don't know. It, he plays it up to like the, the top of the arena, as the saying goes, like, you know, where everybody can see how much he's into it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Double J's here. And, um, you know, it was good to see, like, someone like him debut and, and break into the scene. <clears throat> and then uh, after that, we get a crush squash. Um, the jobber got, like, he actually gets some offense in early, and crush usually isn't a guy that gives them offense. So this is no. kind of different. You know, um, and then he like turns around, and gets a little dominating finish. So, um, you know, nothing major here. We're kind of like in a, in a bevy of squash matches. Um, but that also gets followed by a sparky plug vignette, which I really like popped for because I didn't realize he was coming this soon. Um, someone else will, will get a vignette for it in a, a couple shows here. I knew it was coming soon, but I didn't know he was. So that was kind of cool to see. And like, they're showing him like in live like race car action because I believe he was an actual race car driver. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of cool. Like, he, like I don't know. The, the vignette seemed kind of good to me. I know he's not like the best character to start out with, but um, there's a little bit of realism to that. Um, and then after that, we get Todd Pettengill, who, as corny as he is, he does bring a lot of energy to the to the yep. product. Like he gets you invested into it at least, and he's. You know, like he might be sounding Mr. Radio Voice or whatever, but um, like they he clips to like Paul Bear and Undertaker like building the caskets, the the double wide, double deep, and like what's crazy about this is as I was watching this, my daughter ran in the room, and she's like a big like she's ten, she's a big horror fan though, like she's okay, like she watches like legit adult horror movies, doesn't get phased by it, loves it, like she loves like the dark shit or whatever, like that's just her thing, even though she's not like a She's not what you would consider dark or anything like that. Um, she was scared shitless of Paul Bear, so I thought that was funny. Like, she came in, she's like, what is this? Like, creepy. Didn't... I remember as a kid being kind of creepy. I, I See, I never was. I always thought he was funny. Like, oh, okay. I thought his voice was funny. I always thought it was, like, weird. So, like, she came in, and she was like, what is that? I'm like, it's wrestling. What are you talking about? She's like, that's not wrestling. Like, she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was scared. Excuse me. And I was like, well. Yeah, that's wrestling. That's Paul Bear. That's Undertaker. She, and she knows who the Undertaker was, but she never knew. So it was just interesting to kind of see her reaction with him doing a, like, she's like, why does he talk like that? And I think she thought his face was really like that, but, um, I guess it, I guess it works. Cause I, I don't remember being scared by him, but I don't know. Um, and also this little segment, there's kind of like lobbying for Luger to be kept out of the rumble. Um, and then also we get a couple of new announcements. We get, uh, Brett, Crush, Kamala, Doink, Owen, Mabel, Scott Steiner, Sean, and Diesel announced for the Rumble. So those are more additions as we build closer. 
Yep. And, uh, they, this is where I have my notes. They have this, the Rumble's even five weeks away. So we talk about it. it's going like real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I, I love Top Bellico. I think he brings like, like you said, the energy. I think he brings like showmanship. I think he brings like a little bit of like, I want to say credibility. Like it's just different type of credibility of like right. his, the way he kind of talks and stuff. Um, and it really talks about how the, the Yoker, Yoker, the Yoko Tager match is one time only, but it's a casket match. So really playing up that both stipulations. Uh, we, we end out superstars with a, uh, and we end up superstars with a quick squash by the Steiner brothers. So, uh, standard there. Uh, so not much of a superstars, like no big angles, but, uh, they've, this superstars, the next one really is that Owen Brett is really being spending a lot of time on it. Even when they're not just doing the interview, they're constantly talking about it. Um, so definitely building up that major storyline for uh, the Rumble coming up. Anything else you want to add there? No, I think we're good on that. All right, so then we got our uh, the Raw, the, the, uh, on the uh, 12, uh, 20 Raw. Uh, so we get highlights of Borga and Tatanka. Uh, they mentioned this last time that they're going to be fighting – um, and we got Shawn Michaels with Vince, uh, in, in this one. Um, so they've been doing this color, color commentary switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thoughts on it? I, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed because it depends on who's there. Like I've always loved Shawn on commentary. Um, I always think he was kind of like a natural fit with Vince because yeah, even though Vince is probably horny as hell while Shawn's sitting Definitely, next to him. Yep. But, uh, I just think that, um, I don't know. I think Sean fits good. Most of the other guys don't like, like, I don't know. Like, like, especially, uh, your boy, um, damn it. Midnight Stan Lane. I think Stan okay. Lane is not a good mix with Vince. And the fact that it's always Vince that they're mixed with kind of yep. throws it. me off. You know, you could throw somebody else on superstars or raw or something. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, Sean, I love on commentary. The other guys, uh, I don't know. It's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. They're, it's really they're weird. too hamming it up, I guess. Yeah. It's weird that Vince is like taking over everything. It's like right. Jim Ross is like on the sidelines is obviously a great play by play guy in the future. Uh, Gorilla Matsuda is only doing challenge. Uh, you know, they don't have anyone else. So kind of a lot of Vince in these, in these episodes. I, I, I thought Sean was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, I, I wish they would, you know, obviously wish they had the King, wish they had Bobby. Right. Uh, probably Savage even. even Savage with him, right. Just to add something else. It's just too much back and forth. And Vince isn't as good there, right. It's a like great when it's Bobby and gorilla going back and forth. It's good when Vince is kind of Jesse sometimes going back and forth, but like Vince with these other guys just can't handle it. It'll be interesting to see when like when King comes in, whether mm-hmm. they have that good chemistry or whether like it's better when it's like, King Ross and Vince, or you know, perfect Ross and uh, sorry, perfect uh, King and Vince. Like if that's better, because right. Vince just doesn't play off guys that well. So, um, but we get a debut to start uh, the match, uh, which is Double J Jeff Jarrett. I have him in all white on this one. Yeah, uh, looking good again. It's kind of cool, like switching up the outfits. I think it's like a good look for a like big movie star or music star. Uh, the raw graphics have nice read to it, so they're really kind of playing up. This is like the Christmas episode. Uh, but quick swash mash for Double J, his big, his big debut here, uh, which was awesome to see. Uh, and then we get, uh, Men on the Mission. Uh, after that, still way over. They even got their Santa hats. So definitely this episode is definitely playing up like, hey, this is a Christmas time episode. Uh, I didn't mention this, but this is tape from November 29th. So like, it had to be weird for people in the crowd to be like, why are these guys wearing Christmas hats already? But, uh, standard squash, uh, by the men on the, men on the mission. Definitely over, but we've talked about, I think we talked about the last time. These are guys needing like a feud and there's just nothing happening for them. Yeah. And there's just still, and not just because of the name of our podcast, but I love seeing men on the mission every time they come out. Like, even though, like, I don't, I, 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 you know, I rationally love them. So like, I know if you were to like technically look at what they've done compared to say Adam Bomb or um anybody else we've said that we've been tired of smoking guns maybe without a feud. Right. Yeah, they 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 probably do the same, but they they just keep it so entertaining and like the act is so like crowd involved. So over, yep. Yeah, it's just it just when the crowd is really into what you're doing, it just makes it easier to watch. It makes you feel by I don't know osmosis I guess that you should be into it as well so 
Um, it's entertaining that way, I guess. <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah, they're just so over too, and the crowd loves them, and they and Mabel looks good, and Mo is okay, but Mabel right. definitely looks a specimen. I can't think if it's this match, but they also mentioned how uh, and Bo, the other there's another Mabel match, but. Uh, the Mabel's in uh, Rumble, and how is anyone ever going to get this guy out? Uh, so good, sort of plug that a little bit as well. Right. <clears throat> and then um, from there we get or our big, you know, two superstars kind of match. We get um, Tatanka versus Ludwig Borga. And, you know, like we said before, Borga's just kind of like dead, dead in the water here. Um, <clears throat> Tonka's really on fire to start. Like, he's a breath of fresh air coming back. Like he's, you know, he's another guy that's kind of the crowds behind him. Yep. Like what we mentioned with men on a mission. Um, he even like shakes off Borga's offense at, at some point. So it just feels like, you know, Borga is just like, he's dead. Like he's just not in the plans anymore. Like it feels like a burial the way there's, he's just shaking his offense off. Um, J- Yoko and Fuji eventually come down. So, um, Fuji kind of gets involved, pushes the tank off the top rope and, Yoko comes in and then Tatanka fends him off until like the kind of numbers catch up and Luger comes out <clears throat> and then Luger like ends up slamming Yoko and the crowd is just really hot. So, yep. Um, good little match. Nothing, nothing crazy. Not like a great match or anything, but, um, cool to see Tatanka kind of getting a, a nice little repush, I guess. Um, and to see like Luger and Tatanka work side by side was kind of cool knowing the history that'll come from that. So. That was a pretty good match. Um, and then after that, Captain Lou comes out, Ugh. which was very weird. He looked, uh, terrible. Um, I don't get why they're doing this. I know this is like probably a throw, throw you a bone type of thing. Like, you know, you, you see from Snooker, like those guys that always come around, like speaking of the Rumble time, the guys always like special appearances in Battle Royals and Rumbles, like yeah. Hacksaw and Slaughter and Snooker and, you always get like an appearance from Captain Lou or something. It's, I don't know. It just, he just, he feels like a, um, someone from a, a long time ago that just does not fit. So, um, and then just one quick squash from, uh, Adam Bomb after that. And I just put in my notes, still nothing for Adam Bomb. I feel like this could be, uh, copy and pasted for pretty much every match he has. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, so. A couple notes. Uh, Tatanka got a huge pop on his coming out. Um, th- I, I, this is where I have some notes about that Sean's a little bland on his commentary, but he does g- do a good job of like bringing storylines along, which was like bringing up that Owen is in the shadow, how Lugarotti blew his chance. Uh, and he, and he makes it like that he's actually right on both of them. Like, hey, Lugo, Luger signed a contract. Like, Owen is in the shadow. Right. Uh, when Yoko comes out, the crowd, like, goes nuts in that match. Like, they are really pumped for it. Um, and the crowd's really into Luger as well. So it's crazy that they've kind of gone back to Luger Yoko here. Like, yeah. the, the fact is kind of like, well, shouldn't this be Yoko Taker? So, Obviously, they're trying to reset up Yoko or Luger as the big star to take out Yoko. So I wonder if they, at this point, were still thinking, "Hey, Luger's Luger's winning the Rumble and going to Yoko." Like I wonder if that was kind of setting up. But um, I, I, I like the match. It definitely kind of like you kind of mentioned. Luke Borg has definitely dropped down a step. Uh, he's at Tatanka's level and probably lower than him. But fun little match with Yoko and Luger coming in. And then with Adam Bomb, it's really weird. Like I, my note is like, why not have Captain Lou come out during? the man on a mission tag team match versus like a mm-hmm. singles guy, because like they talk about Captain Lou always this great tag team wrestle, like have him come out during a tag team match, like right, coming right. out before an Anabom makes no sense. Uh, the Adam Smasher is great. I thought he looked good here, but again, kind of no, no other, um, no other uh, feud right now. So, um, you know, nothing really there. Uh, they did have a rumble report as well. Nothing too crazy in there, but they, they they mentioned this, you kind of mentioned earlier, this Luger Colin poll, definitely really, 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 really trying to, trying to, uh, get people to call in for that to kind of get, maybe to figure out, you know, what they, um, what they want to do. Uh, Owen Hart comes out next. I thought he looked good here, but again, this is one where like the crowd doesn't care. Um, again, this is taped like the day after survivor series, so we're a month in. It's like if people didn't order Survivor Series, they'd have no idea that Owen Hart's a heel. So exactly. no one has any care about this. Like he looked good, but just cr- crowd doesn't care. 
Uh, and then we have a quick head shrinker squash. Uh, another team that kind of has been doing nothing. Uh, and on the head shrinker squash too, they, uh, it's weird because it, this is taped so long ago, but like the, the beginning of the match is missing. I don't know if you noticed that or maybe it's just the way the Peacock <laughs> ad went, but it like kind of cut right into the match. So maybe there was some promo there that they had a cut or something. But right, it was kind of right. weird that like the match didn't begin with the head shrinkers coming out and ding, like it's, it came out. And the match just like was already in progress, so I don't know something weird about that um, was going on. Anything to add on kind of those? No, just love the um, like you know like it's one thing that they that the WWF in this era does really really well is you know like they they replayed the Owen and Brett interviews and then went right into an Owen match. Yeah. So I love how they always do that. Like they'll do a face to face with somebody. And it'll go right into their match, or they'll do a, a vignette of somebody, or, or or whatever, and it, and it usually goes into a match either involving that person that they're shooting with, or or something like related to them. So, um, I always love that through line that they do, um, even if they end the show like on a a squash, like the head shrinkers, which is kind of weird to end the show on, but we're not to like crash TV yet, so I guess yep. that's not established, you know. And then mm-hmm. uh, I think the only thing they had left was that uh, Marty Jannetty out of nowhere comes out and uh, challenges Johnny Polo to – or is that from – who's that from? The, maybe they have the wrong dash. Uh, where is it? My, I don't that, have that in my notes. So I don't, no, know, where did, I don't know what the hell. Where the <laughs> fever dream. That's a fever dream. So I don't know where. Yeah, it must happen here. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're good on that then. All right. We'll yeah. run back on the superstars. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want. I try to follow that note. I'm like, I don't actually know where that came from. Uh, but they did. They did wish everyone a Merry Christmas. So that's how we lost. Tim's uh, Tim's E-Fed just got slipped yeah. into the notes here. So. I don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> All right, so then we're going to move on to a Christmas Christmas episode of uh, of us uh, of uh, superstars. Yep. So this this is twelve twenty five. Uh, and why don't you start off? I think even I want spread an Owen things to start. Yeah, so this this opens with uh, Brett and Owen reunited, like kind of randomly. Um, they're like real playful with each other. Um, I love the uh, synergy between these two. So they're like real playful and you know happy go lucky. It's on Christmas, so you know it kind of sends a good vibe. Um, then they start mentioning like the title match against the Quebecers, which also kind of came out of nowhere. Like, yep. these guys were never a tag team, but all of a sudden they have awesome. a yep. tag title shot against the Quebecers. That's that's really random. Um, and so, like, once they get to talking about that, Owen starts throwing, like, the subtle shots at Brett. And he's, like, saying, like, you know, we're going to head into this match with, you know, we're going to become tag team champions, Brett, and I'm going to lead the way. You're going to be right behind me. Like, he keeps just throwing little shots, like, like the, he's going to be the leader and, you know, Brett's going to be the follower. So Brett doesn't really react to that. Um, because Owen says it like in a, like he's still got the same demeanor. He's still kind of like upbeat and he's not being like a dick about it. So it's kind of like not really noticed, but if you just look at it and know what's coming, um, it's beautiful storytelling, like just how they set this up and, um, how pumped Owen is to be going for gold for the first time in the WWF. Like this is his first shot. Um, does it make sense that this is the tag match? No, not at all. But um, I like what they use to get there to where they're going. Like I like that they use this as a foil to get there. Yeah, great, great, great thing. I didn't even think about the Quebecers thing. The fact that they just like jumped the queue. Uh, right, right. Fine, fine that it is, but really crazy that they kind of went right to that. Uh, so uh, yeah, good, good stuff to. Uh, to start. Uh, yeah, and then um, I'll just take the next one, too. Yeah. So from there, we get uh, Sean versus a jobber. Um, weird kind of match on this that is it's a little sloppy, and from the from the finish, he, like, does a spinning back fist from the top. Like, it's like a – like, he's on the top rope and kind of, like, spins and turns around and punches him. Like, I don't know. It's something I've never seen Sean do, like, Especially with him, like, establishing, like, he's a real icy champ. Um, I'd like to see him, like, you know, establish maybe not the super kick yet, but, like, at least that suplex, whatever. Like, you know, like, he's about to come into, like, a really big program. So, I don't know. Winning winning with that move, it just seemed kind of weird. Like, 
I don't know. I don't know if something got botched in the match and the taping was weird, but um, well, I just really have, weird finish. Well, I have that he's facing Fat Phil Apollo, and this guy can't yeah. even run the ropes, so I think that's right. part of it. It's like Definitely. the guy like running the ropes is more like a like a ginger walk. Like he's fat, <laughs> a fat slob. So I think that probably was it. And this is like Michael's, like where he's just like drugged out and uh, right, you know, right. he's already been suspended once for stuff. So like I don't think he's in the best. Uh, shape and position. Yeah, I think I think over the the winter he starts to get that with the matches with Razor. Like I think he realizes like, hey, I I, I gotta start bringing it. But right now he's kind of a mess. Um, well, I wish he would have stomped his face and said, he, "You fucking idiot" or whatever he told Vader. And so yeah, yeah. So I would that would have added some excitement to it. Yeah, I was definitely I could have used that. Okay. Uh, then we got we got better than better the mission uh, next. And this this is one where they talk up Mabel in the Rumble again. That's so weird that. Mo is not in it, but somehow Mabel made the rumble at this point in time. Uh, then I, I put your your boy Iron Mike Sharp is the, the fighting, <laughs> so I know that's uh, your guy. Yeah. So another easy defeat again. Uh, super over Ben on the mission. Um, they also bring up Luger a lot during this, and um, I, they also brought up an interesting point. Is like they basically said that the hotline doesn't matter that. President Tony is going to make his own decision, which is kind of stupid. Like, why would you say that? Like, right. Uh, and they, uh, but I assume there is the hotline to judge, like, how hot Luger is. Like, just like, hey, let's, yeah. well, besides just trying to take some money, I think they're really trying to be like, is Luger worth it? Because you probably can see on Raw, like, he was super over there. Survivor Series wasn't over. He's been hit or miss. Like, I'm sure they're just trying to be like, how can we gauge if this guy is really the guy we should go with? So, try to do anything they can to do that. Uh, and then after that, they show a complete, uh, the complete, uh, Tataka versus Borga match. Uh, and then, but they do bring up that because that match was kind of like ended in a, uh, you know, draw or, you know, craziness that they're going to fight at the Rumble as well. So, you know, kind of like a final match to kind of end that feud is at the Rumble, which is good to kind of add to the Rumble. It's a match that, you know, people care about Tataka. Borga's mm-hmm. kind of been a big enough star. It's, you know, it's not the lowest level. Uh, he also, good. If you look at the, the matches on the undercard for uh, the Rumble, it's they're pretty loaded. Right. Um, it's three title matches and this Tatanka Borga match is pretty pretty loaded card right now. Yeah, I'm 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 loving the build to the Rumble, even though it's not like you know necessarily the feuds that um, will become the feuds. Like it's not you know like like IRS and Razor isn't going to be the main feud going to Mania, the, and Quebecers aren't going to be involved with the Hart Brothers and uh, Yoko and Undertaker, like the Undertaker's not even gonna be at me. So, um, I like that. I just like the way they're building this. Like, you kind of, it's, it's kind of setting the table a little bit. So, um, so after that complete replay, like you said, which was weird that they replayed the whole match, um, we get another Adam Bomb squash, like, uh, rinse and repeat, nothing really yep. new there. Um, and then after that, we get a Quang vignette. Uh-huh. So, Quang, <laughs> This this vignette was terrible, um, I thought. But like Quang was another guy like Adam Bomb for me that I loved as a kid, and like he was like uh, on the Raw game I think it was for Sega. He was like the special character, and I remember like going to the Win Dixie down here, and we would like rip open the um, the gaming magazines like when they're in the plastic, and like write on our hand what the code was to unlock the special characters. And so I try, remember trying yeah, to get to Quang. Right, and I'm, I specifically remember doing that for Quang. So, like, Quang was just this, like, I didn't know really about Great Muda yet. So, like, spitting the mist and all that was, like, new to me. Um, but, you know, obviously in hindsight, this character is probably terrible. This vignette was pretty terrible. It was, like, just his, like, hand shaking uncontrollably um, while he was trying to do, like, some karate poses. So, I don't know if this was, like, uh, I don't know what it was meant to do, like if it was meant to intimidate or whatever, but um, yeah, it just didn't didn't really do anything yet for me. Yeah, well, um, I had these, uh, as you can see, I had some of these Raws out of order. What I don't know what I was doing, but I watched the Raw first for Superstars in my Raw notes. I put, that might be the worst promo ever. It's like done in front of a cheap green screen as well. Yes. It's and it's like they go black and white fading in and out. It's like, it's it's terrible. Like it was done in like five minutes. They're like, yep, that's it. We got it. Right, right. Um, yeah, pretty pretty shoddy uh, debut. Um, a guy I was never into, like I think you kind of said you were, but I, that was a guy I kind of never got into. But this did not help his cause. So right. we'll see if he gets ever any bit better. 
then we get a guest ring announcer. Uh, the kid starts reading it, and then he realizes it's doink, and the kid goes crazy. <laughs> they do show they do show a couple kids at, at uh, ringside, so like loving doink. So I'm not sure if he kind of got over a little bit as a face. Uh, it'll be interesting to see like if he's really ever over or if he's just like this bland uh, baby face that we all hate, right? Like I I, I don't know I. I don't remember him being over with the kids. Like I remember kind of being like, well, this, this clown is stupid, but maybe he could be really over with the kids and that that'd be okay. Right. Is like a sideshow kind of like the Bushwhackers kind of were a little bit. Right. Um, Cause they are gearing the product to the kids, but well, uh, you don't have to waste bam bam on them. That's well, I just said, I liked, I liked Quang as a kid. So, I mean, you can, yeah. you can say that kids are dumb. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did a lot of, a lot of dumb things. I was definitely a <laughs> super mark on a lot of these things. Cause I thought for sure the hearts were winning the, uh, you, you just said the hearts Quebecers was a full on program. Like, yeah. Cause the hearts are going to win the titles right. obviously and be tag team champions forever. So I wasn't smart either. Uh, but the, kid, <laughs> the kids were super excited about doing, uh, I gave a kid, uh, a gift to a bunch of the kids. It's funny. They like dressed up a shopping cart instead of having like a real cart, like just right. the cheapest of the WWF. Uh, Doink's basically kind of being like Santa. So, um, you know, nothing matched there that we did have, uh, some, uh, nine, then they had a rumble report. They mentioned nine new people. It's kind of weird because they mentioned Adam bomb and macho man, but I thought those guys were both already in. So it was kind of confusing why they were like nine new guys. And mm-hmm. then uh, they mentioned the big, the big one that's that's coming back is Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. Like, don't know how who that who had that excites. It definitely was not me, but no. it made it out like this is some big deal. Um, and Bob Backlund's gonna be in there too, so they got all the <laughs> the, the worst old timers they could find. Uh, right. They also have Jim Cornette uh, as they talk about the Luger call, and he just says, you know, blames Jack Tunney for all this stuff. Like, he keeps getting screwed. So, Cornette kind of sounds like a weasel. So, I, I thought that was a good promo by him as well. Yep. That was a good, it was a good little report. I love the Rumble reports. I've always loved yep. that. Like, it's just a cool, um, little nostalgic seg- segment. Um, after that, we do get a, uh, IRS versus Jobber match. This was kind of cool. And IRS does this a lot in his squashes. Like, He's slowly becoming one of my favorite squash guys because he puts a lot of character work into these matches. Like, yep. you know, you can make like a, a little highlight video out of, out of all these things. Like this, um, like, you know, they mentioned like thinking that IRS has Razor's gold in his briefcase. So like in the beginning of the match, you see the jobber trying to like open up his briefcase. Um, so nice little like storytelling there, like a little piece that he adds to his match before, before winning in a quick squash. So. Um, nothing match or anything. It's just like a little bit of storyline development. That's pretty cool that, uh, you don't get normal squashes. So, um, then to end the show, we get words from crush and savage kind of just building on their feud. So you don't kind of lose sight of that because they're not really, yep. um, feuding on screen or anything right now. So just a couple words from them kind of keeps that going. And it's something we haven't seen in a while either from either of them. Right. Yeah, it started off That's so like, hot. Yeah. And, you know, and then Savage is the replacement at Survivor Series, and it's kind of, I don't know what's cooled it down. I don't know if him, I don't know what's going on there. Like him being off screen, like not being yeah. the commentator and stuff is doing it, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a couple weeks without them. Yeah, it's definitely a couple weeks without them. So disappointing for that, but. Right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Decent little superstars for a Christmas time episode. They brought up that a ton of times too. How it was Christmas and holiday weekend and you know all those types of things. They definitely will will that in throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really like the IRS. It was he was a little overselling the the uh, the sell job, but he kind of feel like missed his cue to get in the ring. To, like the, right, the jobber right. like should have been able to figure out the briefcase thing, but it was a cool little segment and then. I, I thought it was a ton of fun that little like match for just a nothing jobber match. Like I thought they did a pretty good job of that. So right. uh, fun, fun stuff. Um, we're gonna move on to the last raw, but you want to get some plugs going for you first? Yeah. So uh, main thing I want to mention is the um, North South Connection YouTube channel that's now up. So um, a select few of the pods that are on the stream now you can also subscribe to on YouTube and. You know, if you're like an avid listener of any one of these shows, just go ahead and, and hit subscribe on there. Like, you know, even if you're, you know, not an avid YouTube watcher, just, you know, pump those numbers up for us, help us out. Like, this is the same as 
you know, giving us a rating, just uh, subscribe to the channel and, yep. um, you know, like the, the guys are putting in a lot of work, like, like, uh, WWE War, so I'm not gonna fuck it up this time. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they just had a show on there, uh, Wrestling Warzone has done a couple and, you know, um, Aaron and JT on No Holds Bar, they've done a few shows, they've been clotheslines and headlines, so it's not just JT, um, on the screen, so if you don't wanna, you know, look at him the whole time, you've got a couple other shows. Um, but yeah, like that's a, a, a new direction that, that's going on right now. Um, you're also going to have like a Seinfeld based show strictly on the channel. So you won't, you won't be getting just audio of that. You'll, you'll have to head over there for that. Um, but yeah, like, like just definitely, you know, check out the whole feed, check out the everything that we've got branched out, even our, you know, um, not necessarily on the feed, but they do work on the feed with, uh, final wrestling place, Tim and Marcus. So. Just a lot of stuff to check out, and you know whether it's audio or video, we got you covered. Yep, a lot of a lot of good stuff every day of the week, uh, and new stuff for the new year. We kind of talked about. I know one of the things the guys are doing on No Holds Barred is they're doing uh, some live rewatches of of random stuff. And I don't know if you listened to the first Raw they did, but they brought yeah. us up, kind of give us a plug, talking about how. We are fair to the Survivor Series. I also agree with Aaron that it might be secretly bad or secretly one of the worst pay-per-views of all time oh, yeah. uh, of Survivor Series. I three. like it, it kind of was like I think we gave like good attention to like how the build was, but it also is, has a terrible show to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I throw a shout out to like Day. Da- da- I want to screw up this guy's name. So sorry, Daniel McCannon. McCa- uh, yes. Randomly, I was like at <laughs> a comments for another board. He's like, "Oh, these one guys say that new gen eras from." Uh, sh- uh, Brendan Shaw ninety two to Brendan Shaw ninety seven. I'm like, uh, I'm pretty sure that's us. So shout out to him, of course, uh, spreading the word. But uh, you know, I, I, you know, re- listen, rate, subscribe to whether it's YouTube channel or to the North South Connection on your you know iTunes or whatever you use, and then you know, place to be the original place to be, and also the Pop Experience. All great shows every day. Uh, this week in the NFL, the guys killed it as well. Even though they don't even talk about the Bears. Uh, getting us ready for this weekend's uh, NFL uh, championship game. So they're still going strong as the, the NFL season uh, winds down. Yeah, well, they're not talking about the Bears, but they're also not talking about the Patriots. So That's true. It's also uh, my – yeah, I always like skipping that segment. If, I, <laughs> yeah. if, there's a skip, if I'm a time crunch, you know, I can skip the segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our, our last uh, Raw then. Uh, this is 12, 1220, uh, 1227 uh, Raw here. Uh, this is taped. I kind of mentioned this last time. They taped this at the Poughkeepsie. So they went Poughkeepsie live for 1213. That went back to the, to, to November taping for last week's episode. And now this week is the 1227 Raw. So I don't know what the hell happened, but for some reason they kind of mixed up the Raws between, um, between the two items that we get this week. The Quebecers as the, uh, commentators who were okay, but I get why they, they were out there this week. Uh, right. Think, yeah, but it definitely makes sense why they were out there this week. Um, and the first guy that comes out is Luger um, in, in his first match. What's really weird is that the Quebecers don't even, like, go after him. Considering that he knocked Pierre out for months, like, don't you think they should have taken him out? Like, they're sitting right there. They, they basically pay no attention to him. Uh, they spend most of the match basically talking about how Pierre doesn't speak English. Um it's a kind of a nothing match. Luger wins kind of easily. Uh, you know, kind of a, a lame start to this, to this raw. Um, mm-hmm. really kind of disappointing to start off. Uh, I don't know if you had anything to add. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it was weird that they didn't at least confront him. Like, yeah. You know, like you're sitting out there. There's two of you, especially like, you know, um, and it was kind of good to see Luger back. Like, you know, I feel like we haven't seen him outside of that running, like in a match. So. That was kind of cool, but yeah, it was just kind of weird. Um, from there, we get like a quick little interview with Johnny Polo calling, uh, Marty Gennetti, Marty Confetti. Um, just, just great mic work from, from Polo. I really love his character. Um, and then that leads into the, uh, Johnny Polo versus Marty Gennetti match. Um, and Polo is like, his outfit is crazy. Like he's got this like colorful, like Steiner's kind of top with like the, beekeepers kimchi pants going on um so that's kind of a weird combination he has um Janetti comes out he's just kind of Janetti's not as into this as polo is it seems like at first like he's just kind of lackadaisical or high one or the other um, probably but yeah he uh 
he like missed the dive to the outside, um, and then all of a sudden Johnny Polo hits the dive. So that was a that you usually don't see that from like the heel, the heel doing that the high spot um, successfully as compared to the face. So that was a interesting spot they had there. Um, and I'll say like early on in this match, Johnny Polo looked pretty impressive. Like I know, obviously he's a good wrestler. Like you know, but if you're just watching WWF, you you really don't know that. So it was kind of cool to see him break this out like he's just um and he's kind of he's kind of built too a little bit you know like he, he's a solid dude in the ring so um the match goes on and pierre like helps polo up on the outside and you know he kind of like baseball slides both of them but um pierre eventually pulls out polo as um Jeanette climbs to the top so gets him out of the way and then there's like this sunset flip attempt by Janetti from the outside to the inside and yep um, Pierre eventually just holds on to Polo and holds him down for the win. So Johnny Polo gets the win over Janetti and what I thought was a pretty, uh, not, I wouldn't say exciting, but a pretty good match considering that, um, you didn't really know what to expect out of Polo. Like, I don't know how long it's been since he's had a match, like, you know, in real time or whatever, but I thought this was a pretty solid little match between these two and pretty fun at least. Yeah. So uh, at my end, I, I never knew uh, Johnny Polo was Raven for a while. Like, I'm just not that into the wrestling besides WWF, and they obviously right. never brought that up. Uh, but he, he had been a wrestler before Johnny Polo, yep. I'm guessing. It's just weird that, like, they kind of randomly throw him in this match. I, my notes exactly kind of similar to yours. Like, they really hung with Marty. I thought he played really well. Um, and that uh, it's weird they kind of made him at the level of Marty Jannetty. But still, mm-hmm. I, this might be his only match. Like, I'm, I don't remember him really fighting ever again. So it's weird they, like, br- like give him this cred where he, and then, like, never use him again. Like, I thought guy that probably is wasted in this role, like, especially right. if trying to make budget cuts. Like, why waste him? Like, even if you're going to make him a low-level heel or just do, like, a lot of six-man tags. You know, like, they kind of did that with the genius. That's a guy who's probably wasted back in the day. But you could do it with six-man, you know, matches and have him fight. So... Probably a guy that probably doesn't make sense. They didn't use more, but maybe he yeah. was just, maybe he was just, maybe he was like, I'm done wrestling. Like, I'm going to try. I don't know. I, I, think it was, I think it was Vince. I think he was like, I didn't see him as a wrestler, which is weird yeah. because he was good in WCW too as Scotty Flamingo. Yeah. Like, like he was, his character's good. He's, yeah. you know, there's, there's tons of other guys that don't have the charisma he does on, on the roster. Right. So. Um, he's not like small or anything. Like he, was, right. he wouldn't say he's small. So, no. yeah, I don't know. I don't get why they just made him solely a manager. I don't get it. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, so good match, and then they also throw Pierre out after the match. The referees come out and basically throw him out from commentary. Which, since he wasn't speaking English, he wasn't adding anything anyway. So, right. really, kind of a stupid. Like, who cares? Uh, right. Exactly. Really, really, just something that just like didn't make sense. Uh, then we got Dwight the Clown out next. Uh, I wish I had a picture of Spike Gray, but he looks ridiculous. Like, he's yes. quite the jobber. Uh, standard squash by Doink and really kind of annoying. The crowd does go nuts for him. So definitely super over for Doink. Then we get the Royal Rumble hotline. Um, you know, I think some they've kind of announced some other guys. The Fatu and Samu are uh, both in. Uh, Bam Bam's in. Uh, Rick Steiner's in. And this is where they mentioned again Bob Backlund and Greg the Hammer Valentine are in. They uh they have they they talk about Luger how the polls still open. Uh, I always find this funny is like they say the the phone number of the bomb's not active. Like why do they need to put that? Like they don't put it for <laughs> anything else, but it's always like the phone numbers are like so concerned someone's gonna call these things. I, I don't understand. It's like got to be some like stupid legal law with like telecommunications, but it's like right. always like big letters like don't call this no matter what you do. So I I feel like next time I'm gonna try to figure out how to, way to call it maybe in the closed captioning and see what happens, but. Maybe I'll go to jail or something, but it's, all, it's always like a big deal. Uh, they they also here break up the, you know the, all the matches. The Taker Yoko uh, first time on Raw, they're announcing the Hearts versus Quebecers, uh, and then we get the big match announced for the next week's Raw: Smoking Guns and Bam or Smoking Guns versus Bam Bam Bigler and Bastion Booger. Like, what is that? Like, how is that match coming about? But they right. had to spend some time announcing that match, so. One of the most might be the most random match we see. I think of like at all time. Like 100%. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, it's definitely up there. 
Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely weird, like, especially to make an announcement for that match. That's yeah, right. Like, who's um, shooting it next week for that? Right, so, yeah, that, that's definitely weird. Um, from there, we get uh, Crush, for, <laughs> yeah, we get Crush versus the Jobber, so, um, Crush has been kind of, like, like we talked about it, without Savage, he's kind of been aimless a little bit. Um, he comes out here with, like, the death metal black paint on his face, like, like he's, he's just got like a straight black streak on his face yep. instead of any color to it. So I don't know if he's just rushing to get out there. Um, he wins with a claw, kind of a cool finish. Like he like takes him down with this like cranium crunch claw looking thing. Um, so decent squash, but still, um, starting to lose a little bit of investment in crush. Um, after that, they kind of recap the, the women's title tournament, like with Alundra Blaze winning the championship, like, they don't give much time to it. I mean, it's 93 WWF, so you're not really going to get, you know, this was how it was back then with women's wrestling. Like, they didn't, yep. you know, I don't even know why they, if they're, if you're only going to show, like, a highlight of the finals, like, you know, what, what was the point? Like, it's a championship. Like, I don't know. You could have you done this a different way, but. Um, was so that the, I don't look mm-hmm. at that too, just because I was like, so I, my note was like, why not? Ju- it was at the raw taping. You could tell it's the raw thing. Like, why not just show the match? They they showed right. it on all they showed it on all American wrestling, but still, like, why not show the match? Like, it was only I looked at the thing. It was only six minutes. Like, just show it. Who cares? It's on all American wrestling. Exactly. No one, no one's gonna care or show like, hey, as previously shown, like this was taped somewhere else. But like the kind of clips of it, and then uh, Blaze looks good, but. Heidi Lee Morgan with her 80s perm. Oh, yeah. just, just looks bad. terrible. So, like, gives no credibility to women's wrestling. I think that's part of it, too, is I can't even remember who Ledger Blaze faces at WrestleMania time, but it's like her opponents have no credibility. That's right. part of it, too, is, like, Blaze probably could have been a bigger star, but the people she fights in this in this era are just so, so uncredible. You don't have to make them hot or anything. Like, it's not like we're asking – I'm asking for that. Yeah. You know, just, just don't make them the just, lunch lady. You know? Like, don't make, yeah, don't make up. And Heidi Lee doesn't look that old, but like her look makes her look like she's like from the eighties. Like, right, right. So I don't think that helps out. And then we also have the Quang promo here, uh, as I wrote, worst promo ever. Yes. Uh, in in there. Uh, did I get one more match? Or you yeah, we we just we finished with a uh, razor squash. So. Kind of an extended squash too, like it kind of drugged a little bit. So I don't know if it was like a, a time filler or just a big fuck you to Lunger Blaze. Like we're not showing any more minutes of your match. We're gonna have yep. a, a longer squash if anything else. Um, weird way to end the show. Kind of like a longer squash from Razor that doesn't really go anywhere. So yeah, uh, that was the end there. Yeah, well he was fighting some guy. Uh, I'm gonna screw up his name, but th- I feel like it was just an idea. It was for Vince to have like a bunch of jokes, like, mm-hmm. uh, what was his name? I got to find his name. Um, but it felt like it was just like a reason for Vince to have jokes. Oh, what's his name? I didn't write any of his jokes down, but, uh, Derek Domino. And they just like made all these like Castro jokes and just terrible, like delivered little, there's a little Caesars joke. They just like had all these jokes. I feel like it was just a, like, they must've made like Vince said like, Hey, I got a couple liners, like one liners. Don't make this match actually right. long. So, I don't know, kind of, ended kind of on a bland thing. They barely even talked up IRS. They barely talked up that he was, that his chains were missing. Just kind of like nothing. Uh, didn't even bring up like, it's kind of weird. You know, they had that hot Sean, one, two, three kid, uh, diesel, like razor thing. They just dropped that. So like really bland end to the last two matches, really bland end to, uh, raw. Yeah. So at least we're on the way to Royal Rumble. Yeah, pick it up a little bit. right. Yeah, and I, I think uh, I think some of it does. It's just a couple of these like choices like don't make sense, and you know I think I think some of the times these like tapings near the end they're just like so bland that I think the crowd's checked out and Vince is checked out. Probably he's pissed the off. Holidays too. The holidays, holidays too. Yeah, it right. It's just like they're just kind of ended on like nothingness. So right. Um, all right, we'll move on to uh, our awards then. Unless you had anything else to add on those. Nope, I'm all good. All right, most new gen outfit. I think we. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going Johnny Polo for sure. Oh, Polo, okay. Yeah. I, I'm going Double J for both. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good both. call. Johnny Polo just just with the uh, with the mom the, wor- the mom pants and the and the eighties workout top kind of just did it for me. 
I mean, everyone talks about like you know IRS is the worst outfit. Like polos had to be the worst outfit to wrestle yes. in there. Like it had to be so sweaty and hot. He just stinks <laughs> so bad. Uh, our most new gen performer. I think I'm gonna go with Polo there too. I, I really liked like he was unexpected, and um, I just thought he, you know, and the, the cheesiness going into the match too with the promo. So I'm gonna go back to back Polo on this one. All right, I'm gonna go with Taka. Just being so over, definitely a guy of the new gen era. Uh, the worst match or segments. Worst match or segment. Um, I don't know about worst. Uh, Oh no! Do you have a Do you have a worst that you can think of? A lot? I, I was thinking that. I mean, the razor was terrible. The razor was bad at the end. I got I'm, one. Uh, I was just gonna say the women's match getting no time. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with the Quang vignette. Quang was bad. The Sean Fat Philip Hollow match was bad. <laughs> yeah. so there was a couple bad things on there, but the women's match to me just getting no. Given that it was at that taping, like right, they basically that makes said, it worse. like oh. Yeah, they kept saying, like, oh, it's fought in Memphis, and it was like, well, it's not. It's clearly there's a Raw banner. So just, like, the shadiness of it all. Right. Uh, for no reason, too. Uh, best match or segments? Um, triple threat for me. I'm, I'm going to go Polo and Gennetti. Party. Uh, I'm going to do all the Brett and Owen stuff. Uh, the, definitely the Brett interview was great. And the, them getting back together, the, the vignettes were pretty good. I don't think we talked right. about that. They also had an interview, you know, backstage uh, uh, as well, where they're just kind of like, hey, we're together. So good right. stuff there. Uh, stock up. So stock up, I'm going to go Owen because I think he showed, like, Brett, Brett's been kind of the consistent voice in this. Brett has, or Owen has showed, uh, like, character range in this. So I'm going to go with Owen. I gotta bring a guy you brought up, a Todd Pennegill. I thought the best oh, nice. part of these, the best part of these has been the Rumble preview. I mean, Double J, I would say too, is his appearance. But there was not a lot there in a couple of these episodes. It was definitely the Brendan Owen show for the both superstars. But I thought Todd really brought energy to those, those, uh, Rumble reports of like making mm-hmm. it, like you guys talked about how exciting it was, like now it's, you know, five new guys and who is it gonna be? Like Todd brings that energy to it. I compare that to like the face to face where Jim Ross could, it's not like he doesn't even give a shit about those right. interviews. And stuff. So I, I give it to Todd, uh, a guy I've always liked, but the way you kind of pumped him up, I'm, I'm going to give him the, the cred there. Uh, and then stock down. So, I mean, Crane would be easy, but he doesn't really have a stock yet. So I'm, I'm going to go Crush. Um, you know, outside it was like black metal, lead singer, behemoth, like face paint. Um, there wasn't really anything like interesting about him. In his tapings, and he does have something to sink his teeth into. It's just not there. So I think it will get back up, but for now, I think his stock's down a little bit. I'm going to go Razor. Uh, that last match was call. terrible by him. The fact they dropped the, the Shawn Michaels kind of angle, the fact mm-hmm. that IRS is doing better, more work for this, this feud yeah. than him, I think uh, is a guy that we've loved throughout this time, but this is kind of two up two for four episodes that Razor was kind of – not in at all, and then the one right. time you did do something, it was a bad match. So no, that's a good call. That's, what, that's that's I mean that's that's what that's meant to see. It's not meant to say you know like like he's not always going to be at a peak. Like there's going to be little dips. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, so we got uh, a couple more weeks before uh, before Royal Rumble. We got uh, a Raw in two weeks. That's the one year anniversary and a big a big Raw that week. So mm-hmm. I think we'll get a I think we'll build back up a little bit some of these raws coming down superstars will be a ton of talk about the rumble i know we got a lot more bread and owen vignettes to go so and, and also taker vignettes which have been great i, th- I don't think we've given enough credit to those because yeah. uh, they're all over here but you know you kind of said earlier the double wide double deep uh, caskets is an all-timer the uh, taker going the ho 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 merry christmas yoko <laughs> that's amazing i mean all of these are, are just classic new gen stuff uh so we got a bunch more of those to come so fun fun couple weeks up ahead uh, before we get to one of my favorite pay-per-views in the Rumble 94. So, good stuff, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right.